This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, April 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. CDC arm releasing Roundup assessment. Trump's puzzling Mexico threat. And another multi-state E. coli outbreak. Glyphosate assessment is due out. There's a new twist today in the debate over glyphosate herbicide, a toxicological profile of glyphosate herbicide that an EP official tried to derail is scheduled to be released today by an arm of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry, as the CDC unit is known, will publish a federal register notice making the tox profile available for public comment. It has been widely reported that former EPA pesticides official Jess Rowland told Monsanto, speaking of the ATSDR study, if I could kill this, I should get a medal. Monsanto says Rowland merely thought the ATSDR shouldn't duplicate EPA's work by doing more research on glyphosate, which EPA has determined does not cause cancer in humans. Recent jury verdicts awarding millions of dollars to plaintiffs exposed to Roundup have caused consternation of the ag world, which is afraid that public opinion is trumping science and threatening the herbicide's future use. Now keep in mind, the toxicological profile will be required reading for those in the crop protection industry who are seeking to buttress their arguments about glyphosate safety. But public interest groups will also be on the case, so a lot of opinion shaping may be taking place this week. Also today, EPA is releasing a bevy of human health and ecological risk assessments for pesticides undergoing registration review. The chemicals include methyl bromide, a highly toxic soil fumigant and ozone-depleting substance whose use has been dropping each year. Trump doubles down on auto tariffs. President Trump's threat to impose tariffs on Mexican autos has helped push Mexico to crack down on the flow of Central American migrants into the U.S., according to acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney. They recognize that that it's not an empty threat, Mulvaney said on Fox News Sunday. Mexico has done more in the last week to help with our illegal immigration crisis than Nancy Pelosi and Democrats in the House. But Trump's tariff threat, which he repeated on Friday, is causing officials in his administration and others to scratch their heads in confusion because Mexico would be largely exempt under the USMCA. At the same time, Trump is urging Congress to ratify the trade pact that contains the exemption in side letters. This will supersede USMCA, Trump said, when asked about the automobile tariff exemptions for Mexico and the trade pact. USMCA is a great deal, and it's very good for Mexico, but it will supersede USMCA. Keep in mind, Joe Glauber, a senior research fellow at the International Food Policy Research Institute, a former chief agriculture negotiator for the U.S. Trade Representative and a former USDA chief economist, said he didn't understand Trump's explanation. Mexico has, quote, a deal and the terms of the deal say automobiles are off the table. So I don't know what he's talking about. Glauber speaking to AgriPulse. U.S. ag exports to Peru continued to set new records. The U.S.-Peru trade agreement recently turned 10 years old, and trade data shows the pact has been widely successful for the U.S. ag sector, that according to a new analysis by USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. The U.S. sold $1.4 billion of ag and food products, about half of which were bulk commodities in 2018, an 8% increase from 2017, according to the report. 
U.S. corn, beef, pork, poultry, and cotton exports to Peru continued to climb, but not as fast as soybean sales. U.S. exported $93 million worth of soybeans to Purdue last year, about double the 2017 total. Even U.S. exports of ethanol are up, despite Peru hitting them with a 5% tariff as the result of a countervailing duty investigation. Not again. CDC seeks the source of multi-state E. coli. Federal investigators are trying to pinpoint the food product that has caused the latest multi-state outbreak of a deadly strain of E. coli bacteria. CDC reports that 72 people in five states have been sickened and eight people have been hospitalized. CDC says it has not identified a retailer or restaurant chain, much less the type of food that could be the source of the outbreak. Keep in mind, the leafy greens industry was rocked last year with a pair of major outbreaks that were traced to romaine lettuce. USDA renews NAP buy-up coverage. Starting today, farmers can begin purchasing buy-up coverage for 2019 crops under NAP, the non-insured crop disaster assistance program that covers crops for which crop insurance isn't available. Service fees for the program also are going up today. The 2018 Farm Bill raised the fees and reauthorized NAP buy-up coverage, which lapsed after the expiration of the 2014 Farm Bill. The fee is rising to $325 per crop, with a limit of $825 per producer per county, not to exceed $1,950 per producer for all area farmed. Although the NAP application dates for 2019 crops and some 2020 crops have passed, farmers will be allowed to sign up retroactively according to a Farm Service Agency notice. Coverage is available for up to 65% of production. One more chance to comment on SNAP rule. Also starting today, USDA is reopening for three days the public comment period on the proposal to make it harder for states to get waivers from food stamp work requirements. The comment period expired last Tuesday. Here's today's He Said It. Ron's a good man, but we're going in a tougher direction. We want to go in a tougher direction. That President Trump explaining his decision to withdraw the nomination of Ron Vitiello to head Immigration and Customs Enforcement the same day Vitiello's paperwork was sent to the Senate. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, April 8th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly. 